We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Our church wanted consistency. <laughs> I'm not sure of this type of consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is he, maybe he should have clarified that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. That is funny stuff from Will Purdue. A great insight because they have been consistently poor, and now DeMar DeRozan is out. He had an MRI, and he's got a grade one, I don't know, is it a quad in? It's not good. It's not good. Not good without no. DeMar DeRozan. The offense, you wonder how much more it can sputter, even with him. I wonder, does he bad. not play in the All-Star game then with the I, right quad strength? I would hope not. Yeah, and uh, and he's missing this game. Derek Jones Jr. is still down. He's got a abductor strain. And Alex Caruso technically is questionable for this game, but he still has that sprained foot. Well, this is a problem because they have struggled – scoring with DeRozan, and now you're taking him out, and now you might not have Caruso. In this four-game losing streak, three times they haven't scored more than 91 points. Hmm. Well, against the Magic, they missed their first 16 three-point shots. They're last in the league in three-points attempted and certainly last in the league in three-pointers made. Now, you can blame Billy Donovan for many things. He's not – Beyond reproach here, certainly he is responsible for what the Bulls are and why they're in 11th place. But this roster does not have shooting. And at the trade deadline, they did not go out and get it. And it just keeps on getting worse. So what Will Purdue saying is the truth. The truth hurts because they are consistently inconsistent and they consistently can't score or shoot. Right now, I think that when you talk about efficiency – they're overall the 24th in offensive rating, 7th in defense. It, the game is uh, is at the Pacers, so it's a good game for the morning show. We get to watch the entire game and enjoy it, and uh, the pregame will be on here on the score. It starts at 545, so you want to be here, you want to listen to the game, and we can talk about it a little bit tomorrow. But obviously, the you know as, as we talked about in the uh, – and the pick six this morning, can we please get to the buyout market already? Because we're waiting for the Bulls to get someone on the buyout market, and that someone could indeed be Russell Westbrook. And See, this is what we do. Yeah. This is what we always do. What do we do? <laughs> Russell Westbrook might make an impact. I don't think it's going to be a very big impact. We will debate whether or not he should. And we'll talk to Barry Trammell about what he will bring when he does 
and all of these things are true. I'm not saying necessarily you're doing it or we do it, but but this is not necessarily um, the primary issue about the, about the Bulls because he'll come here, and right now, yeah, we can debate it, but what difference is it going to make if they do or if they don't? This team has a lot bigger problems and a lot bigger headlines and, and issues than just whether or not to go to the buyout market and take a flyer on Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is 34 years old, and he is averaging, um, I believe, 15.9 points a game, 6.2 rebounds a game, 7.5 assists per game, and is a candidate for the sixth man of the year award. 15, 6, and 7. Yep. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. And he may, he may wind up with the Clippers right? because he's got connections there and maybe. he knows Paul George and he could be a guy that could maybe get a ring with the Clippers, although they're not going to get a ring. The Heat as well. The Heat's mentioned. another team that's yeah. been mentioned. But the Bulls, he, has, he played with Billy Donovan for four years. And when Billy was asked about it, after the game, he said, well, he's under contract with another team and you can't talk about it. And then it was like, well, generally speaking, when you were with him, what was he like? And Billy gave an answer that made you believe that uh, the rumors about Billy reaching out to his camp and saying, come to Chicago, you should play here, is accurate because Billy, um, he said some nice things about him. It was uh, it was fun to hear the way he defined the guy. Reports tying Russ, obviously, to the Bulls. What do you like about how he could potentially fit here? Well, I really can't talk about him just with him under contract with a different team, so I, I can't get into that. Just as a player, what do you what do you appreciate about his game? Well, I would just say that, you know, being with him for four years, you know, I, I've always said this. It was an unbelievable respect on my part from the standpoint that, you know, whenever there was a game, you knew he was always ready to play. And he's a great competitor, and he loves competing. And, you know, he, he plays with, with, with great energy and great passion. You know, and like I've said before, you go into a locker room before a game and you look at him, you're not worried about whether or not he's ready to play. Every game. Okay. Implicit in that answer mm-hmm. is that the Bulls don't do that. Yeah, that was basically the purpose of what he said. Yes. Is not necessarily just to open the door for Russell Westbrook to the locker room, which I think that it accomplished that as well. But that was intentional or not, and I'm not convinced it's not intentional, remind everybody about what's not happening here. This is not a team that's ready to play every night. This is not a team that has the energy, the the passion, the fire, however you want to describe it, however he did. Because Billy Donovan is not going to say what he said without a purpose. I can't talk about this guy, you know, because of tampering. But let me talk about this guy in a way that I can, because the message that I'm going to send isn't necessarily about Russell Westbrook. It's about the guys in his locker room who are not performing in the way that they should because they don't bring the intensity every night. Let's let's put the Billy comment into the translator. Okay, so and Billy, what he really said was. Every game, I know we're not ready to play. We're not great competitors. We don't like to compete. We play without any energy or passion. Essentially, that's what that's he's saying. Basically, just yeah. turn that comment it, around, and it, it defines it, the rest of this team. Essentially, and that's, what he's that's saying why is he that would help. I have coached a team this year 
that has underachieved yes. because they haven't brought it every night. They don't bring it. And I would love to coach again somebody who I could count on the thing that every coach should be able to count on as a minimum, effort, yeah. intensity, engagement. Yeah, Billy says it's a pity you guys can't come into the locker room before the game and see these dead arse guys sitting there. Right. That's basically what he's I, – I Why mean, can't my guys be like Russ? And, and that is what he would bring – to the Bulls. Okay. He can't shoot. That That is like the, the one thing they need is someone that can knock down a tray, not the guy. Okay? Uh, He's 34. They don't need any more older players. They've got – they're filled up in that category. But they need energy. They need passion. They need somebody that, that wants to compete. And that's what they're, they've been lacking. And that – you know how you lose four straight games after the tread, trade deadline? You kind of exhale, and you're like, okay, well, we're all here. Everybody's the same. Yeah, okay, more of the same. And you said it. They're not scoring at all. They're, well, they're 91 – what did you say? 91 points in four of the – In the three of the four losses, they have not exceeded 91 points. This is the NBA. It's the NBA. It's the modern NBA that the Bulls have yet to adapt to because this roster is not constructed in a way that reflects that. They don't have – three-point shooters to take three-point shots. And, and so they Russ, trade threes for twos of the king of the mid-range. That's great. Congratulations. That'll get you in 11th place when you have a team that won't bring it every night in other ways. You give Russ an open three, and he'll shank it for you. <laughs> he's not afraid See, to shoot it. He's not exactly the answer there either. And I, I wonder about this, and I think it's all kind of distracting. That's why I don't think it's one of those things where you pound your – your fist to the table and you say, I either have to have him or I can't have him because of his, uh, his history with other teams. I just don't know if it's worth all the fuss. There's going to be fuss with Russ. Not to, I didn't mean to rhyme there, but you know there's going to be a lot of attention as there already has been about the possibility. But I think it's all very distracting from the point that is the, the point the Bulls continue to reinforce is that something's missing here. Something's yeah. wrong here. And we didn't expect this. And I dare anybody to go back and say, yeah, we saw this coming. I don't think we saw this coming. The Bulls are as under, as much yes. of an underachieving team as there is in the NBA right now. I agree now. with you. That's true. Did you see that coming? No. I thought this well, was a team that was going to help us get through winter. I, let me ask something. Is it possible that they're not as good as we thought they were? It's that's as simple as that. that. That's not only possible, that is that is happening. That is the reality of this season. They are not as good as we thought, with or without Lonzo Ball. That is well, not an excuse. They'd be better with Lonzo Ball. Yes, they would that. be. But, but they should be better without him than they are. No, I agree. But but they do, when you think about the way they won all those close games a year ago, all those clutch shots from DeMar DeRozan, if they hadn't done that, then we went. And, and guess what? This year, that hasn't been the case. I, I think you're right. What's happened, too, is that and, – and I think that we're, we're partly in this category of people that gave AK the benefit of the doubt. We like Billy Donovan because he explains basketball and he's not afraid to be held accountable for things that go wrong during the course of the games. So there is a buy-in with the front office and the coaching staff that we made that maybe we made too quickly because it feels like we've been duped. It feels like we've been betrayed is too strong. But you believed in the fact that AK could put a roster together that would be better than this one is. And you thought that this team would be able to respond to coaching 
better than this one has. So I think that's where you feel like here we are in mid-February, late February, and you feel a little duped by the Bulls. Yeah, and and I again, they need something. If it's Russ, there, Dustin said this yesterday, and it's a good point. He said that that it would be good for business. I, I don't know that it would work for the Bulls, but it would be good to see something different, something, you know, some well, of the weird stuff that would come with him, a little bit of the chaos on the floor type well, By thing. business, he means talkability. Oh, that's all There's tremendous about. talkability in Russell Westbrook coming to the Bulls. No question. There's no doubt about that. There Guy already the, has been. He was, what is it, 2017, he was the MVP of the league. He's he's the king of triple doubles. Ago. Yeah, this is a Hall of Famer. Yes, he walks into the Bulls locker room as the most accomplished player immediately. Yeah, that's true. And he's walking in a locker room that, where Demar Derozan dresses. So uh, that says a lot right there. Yeah, Russell Westbrook is definitely a a polarizing figure in the NBA. That's why we've given him this much attention so far. But again, there's there's 57 games the Bulls have played. They've got 25 left. I, I don't know. know I what know. impact he can have. When, when when do they make the decision in Utah? Are they working on that? Is that I mean, he's obviously not going to play for them. Is that over the All-Star break? When there, does this, that occur? Uh, according to stories written about this, there's an unofficial deadline of like March 1st. That, but again, Bulls you look at the schedule, you can't wait no. that long. You would think that conventional wisdom would say over the All-Star break, you've got to do something because the Bulls play the Nets coming out of the break. They play the Bucks tomorrow night. Who's left on the Nets? Spencer Dinwiddie. Does it matter? <laughs> I, I just, did you see what they did to them last I week? Know, I know. After trading everybody, they still they got five guys together. It was like being at the YMCA. We'll beat you because we can shoot. Well, and the Bulls can't. Bulls can't. Is the so way they beat them tomorrow night. They play the Bucks tonight. They play the Pacers. Yeah. So They've got to win tonight. Well, they're more likely to beat the Bucks than the Pacers, and I don't know why. <laughs> that makes no sense. No, it's. The, it's the damnedest that thing. That makes you'll no ever sense see. because they've got dad joke king, you know, with the Bucks that Boy, that can let anybody down. I love that guy. I love the fact that you've referred to him as the most reliable superstar in the NBA. Why did the football coach went to the bank? You guys know why? Why did the football coach go to the bank? Yeah, go to the bank. To the bank. bank. The bank. Okay. To get his quarterback. <laughs> Giannis is the best. He's the best. He is the most reliable star in the NBA. Yeah, I like that he, label. He works his rear end off, yeah. and he plays all the time, and he's he's a great player. And you never – like, if you were to buy a tick, ticket to a Bucks game, he he's going to play. You're not going to get there and find out, oh, LeBron's sitting out tonight, is, is what happened to us. Remember that, Dustin? We went to a, a Cleveland game at the stadium, and, you know, no, no – uh, no show, LeBron. No, no LeBron, and it's they're not as good without LeBron. It wasn't as good a night or as fun an event without LeBron. Am I lying or am I telling the truth? It was just one more reason on the checklist of things I don't like about LeBron James. Is that your phone? <laughs> that's that phone. Was, that's a fine. That is awesome. That's a fine. Yeah, the guy like waited for his phone to ring and then jumped in. <laughs> I was like, it was almost like he was holding it up to the. <laughs> That's a no-no. Yeah. Hey, by the way, speaking of LeBron, did you see that cool moment the other night when he didn't play? With the little girl? And the little girl. Yeah. yeah. Right. How do you so, explain that, though? Sorry. Well, what was so cute about it is the little girl went to the game to see LeBron, and he wasn't there, and then she ended up sitting next to him. How do I explain it? No, no, no. The, and you and I talked about this yes. off the air. 
he has missed three games now since mm-hmm. he passed Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. He's had a couple of parties. He was seen in a suite at the Super Bowl. Right. And he's skipping games. And they're on the on the, and the Lakers are on the edge of trying to get into the postseason. And, and people are like, oh, Anthony Davis, how disrespect you know, did you see the look on Anthony Davis's face the night? You know, this is why. If I was a Laker teammate, I would not be on board with all of this. With what? It, he's it, injured. No, he's not injured. Again, if he's okay, if he's injured, David, then don't be at the Super Bowl. Watch it at home. You, okay? There's a I'm difference sure you can get between really great food delivered or a chef to come in and make unbelievable snacks for him and his crew. <laughs> Don't get on a private jet, one of the thousand private jets that were at the airport That's out pretty in Arizona. Because okay? the golf tournament. Thousand the, jets yeah. at the Arizona LA airport. to Phoenix is not that long of a flight. So you have no problem with that? Um, I have I have taken the, uh, the <laughs> LA to, uh, no, I'm sorry, Phoenix to Vegas trip. When the Bulls were in the final, so have I. That yeah. was the first time I ever went to Vegas. No hotel room. Yeah, went to Phoenix. Went to Phoenix for spring break, uh-huh. and then we jumped. We jumped on a thirty-eight dollar round yes. trip flight on yes. Southwest Airlines right. from Phoenix to Vegas. Vegas. We were there for about thirty-six hours and had no hotel room. Um, I I, you know, finished writing all my stuff, went to the airport, flew to Vegas, stayed in Vegas basically all night. Took the first flight out in the morning, put a DND on the phone, and by the time I woke up and the game was that night, I had about forty messages from work. And and Chris D'Amico, who was a wonderful boss and a a um, a guy that uh, that was a huge Eagles fan, you know, fly Eagles fly. And he and we've lost Chris. I love the guy. He told me if I ever did any another maneuver like that, I wouldn't have a job. He told me he'd fire me. Because he was trying to organize the plan and talk to me all morning. Yeah, and, that's pretty gutsy move. Yeah, I was yourself unavailable to the boss. That's, I was. I didn't know they were calling me. Yep. I was in Vegas you have all to night. Always assume they're calling you. Yeah, well, you know how that works. But you know how that works too. Like we're having six conversations. Like I'll do what I do every night. Okay. Yeah, you. I know. He can overtalk things at that yes. point. But anyway, I got in huge trouble because I went to Vegas. But you're right, Dustin. It cost about thirty dollars round trip. The other thing was I, I had like a Fred Flintstone moment in the airport where I was like, bat, 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 bat. I was just plotting out my trip to Vegas. It was awesome. What's a Fred Flintstone moment? When, when didn't, don't you remember that episode where Fred like got into gambling and he kept saying, bat, 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 bat? <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember that episode. I, I don't remember, but also when I did watch the Flintstones, I wasn't even thinking about betting yet. I watched a lot of Flintstones. Yeah. But I don't remember that one, no. Now maybe, we're gonna have maybe to. Maybe I'm wrong. Now we're gonna maybe have to. Maybe I made that it. up. Maybe that's just stuck in my head. It's another series. I don't know. Who's your Barney Rubble? Flintstones. Who's my Barney Rubble? <laughs> He's right over there. <laughs> and no, I don't have a big problem and, with and LeBron you know James. And here's the Barney. thing. It just dusted. Just so you know, when he said that. He, like, threw the softball into the wheelhouse. I had no choice but to say he's right over there. That was all on Mr. David. Don't get just, mad at me. I'm just an innocent bystander. Oh, boy. <laughs> Talk about an agitator. All right. We got, we're going to bring in Barry Trammell. We're going to talk to him about the, the OKC connection. And uh, how tight was Billy Donovan with, uh, with one Russell, Russell Westbrook? Also, you know. Think about all the guys that went through OKC. How did they not win more? My God. 
Bully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Anybody touch him? Yes or no? It. I didn't see the replay. Yet. Oh, you didn't see it? But why are you asking about something you didn't see? I just saw well, the then, well, then, if you didn't see it, don't ask me a question. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. And uh, we are pleased and delighted to welcome in Barry Trammell. He's a fine columnist for the Oklahoman, and he joins us now, as all guests do on the Score Hotline. Brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Barry, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How's things in Chicago? Well, not going too well, to be honest with you. We don't have any winning teams uh, right now. And the Bulls are, are quickly and, uh, and kind of uh, completely falling out of contention. I believe they're 11th right now. They're out of the play-in. We had higher expectations for this group. And uh, and no one seems to have an idea as to where to go. And they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. And now the rumors are that Billy Donovan has reached out to Russell Westbrook and wants to uh, bring him to Chicago. Wants him once the buyout is complete with the Jazz, wants him to come to Chicago and and hopefully kind of help this thing. Good idea, bad idea. What did you make of the two of them together in uh, Oklahoma City? Well, they worked fairly well together in Oklahoma City. Um, they didn't reach the highest heights. With uh, the year Durant was here, you know, they had a chance to make the NBA Finals, maybe should have made the NBA Finals. So um, that was a completely successful year. After that, for for uh three more years um it was solid didn't get a playoff advancement made the playoffs but Westbrook and Durant worked very well together I think Billy sort of took a hands-off approach to anything except you know uh, let's say fairly fairly strong suggestions on what ought to happen on the court not any demands <laughs> But they they worked pretty good, and 
Billy didn't really mess with Russell's status as emperor of Oklahoma City. Um, <laughs> that was different, but that but I think but that's a different situation then than what I think you have in Chicago. I don't claim to be an expert on the Bulls, but um, that was a team that could win at a pretty high level. This Chicago iteration appears to not be that kind of roster. So, uh, and the, the biggest thing is this, from 23 here, 23 to Russell Westbrook, say 2017, 2018, uh, this is a different Westbrook. He's not... Mm. You know, turns out that time, uh, with the possible exception of Tom Brady and LeBron James, time is undefeated. And it has robbed Westbrook of some of the things that made him special and made him great. He's not as explosive as he used to be. He's not as physically imposing as he used to be. And that was a big part of his game. Barry, so, you have... You have a very well documented past with Russell Westbrook because he the way he treated you uh, specifically, and, and I think that he could be polarizing. And you're right, time is undefeated, and maybe it has humbled him a little bit. But based on your experience, or based on what you know of him as a person, what kind of impact do you think he would have, even in a short period of time, the rem- remainder of this season in that locker room, in this market? Uh, on that team well I think he would he would be an instigator that might not be a bad thing with with Chicago he would I think he would uh, create some chaos you know I wouldn't bring him into the Bucks or the Celtics or the you know the Grizzlies you know somebody that things things are going Denver I don't. I don't think I'd add him to one of those rosters, but somebody that's you know that should have a pulse and doesn't, he's going to change things around. There's not any question about that. Russell is a very um, imposing personality, and some of that is without saying a word. He just you know he likes things a certain way, and and he generally gets has gotten his way. You know, I don't know if he still does or not. If he doesn't, he won't like it. Um, so he would instigate things. He would be a he would be a uh, you know throwing some uh, throwing some spice into the soup, so to speak. So um, if if Chicago is just trying to find a flair to try to get something changing, they could do worse than Russell Westbrook. But if they're expecting any kind of high-level basketball improvement or basketball fix, that's unlikely. Russell is now 34. Yeah, He'll turn 35 in November, and he's just not the player he once was. Every year that goes by in the NBA, starting with his rookie year, shooting has become more and more important, and his shooting has never really changed. So, um, He's not going to. He's not going to change the game. The, the game sort of changed on him, and it, it's to his credit. He was a fabulous player and swam against the tide and led a lot of winning teams. But it's probably past his time to be able to be a difference maker on an NBA court. 
Yeah, you know, I I think it's interesting because a couple of the names that have come up, obviously, uh, Russ is the is the number one name of a guy that that you know from the buyout market, but but Patrick Beverly is from Chicago, and this is another guy who you would you would have to describe as kind of an instigator, a guy that is a you know defensive player. A lot of people think a cheap shot artist. It, it's you know you're talking about competitors right and and Russ say whatever you want about him you know he he probably winds up in the Hall of Fame I think he's already achieved that but man he had a fall from grace it would be a chance to revive and he would be aware and competitive and Patrick Beverly is another guy that would you know go after people a little bit I don't know how much chaos you want on your roster but it's interesting that those are the things the Bulls seem to be looking for well, if, you know, if, if if Chicago, from my vantage point, Chicago looks like a an interesting roster that just hasn't gelled for whatever reason. I mean, the pieces of a good team are there. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Not necessarily a great team, but the pieces of a good team are there. And for whatever reason, they're just sort of mired in mediocrity. Um I frankly don't see what it could hurt to take a flyer on a Westbrook or a or a, a Patrick Beverly. Um, not a lot to lose, it doesn't seem like. But you've got to be willing to, you know, to, to to understand there will be some residuals, some collateral damage. Um, Russell Westbrook does not leave a place the same as he found it, and he 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 can. You know he can turn uh, teammates, you know, uh, against. Now he doesn't really. He's not a revolutionary. He's not. He's not trying to turn everything upside down, but he just wears on people. He and everybody focuses on the media, but he wears. You know, he wears on the staff. He wears on teammates. Now, you know, Chicago's not going to sign him to a four-year contract. Right, right. Sign him here. You know, March first and. They might have him for six weeks, so um, it doesn't have to be long term. But he is gonna—he is gonna wear on people, and he's not. I give Russell quit credit because it seems that in Houston and L.A. particularly, maybe Washington too. I don't know. I think it was 1979 the last time anybody paid attention to the bullets. But, uh, <laughs> but that's uh, when they were the bullets. I, yeah. the bullets I, didn't, I didn't know what he did in Washington, but. In, in Houston and L.A., he at least tried to change, particularly his game. Right. You know, he's, he's, he's had the ball in his hands 80% of his offensive minutes in his, in his career. And he went to Houston and didn't do that. And he went to L.A. and didn't do some of that. So I give him credit for trying, but it's difficult to change at 34. And he's not, you know, he, he's not going to be able to do that. And he's, He's not going to be able to change his ways and his attitude because that's one of the things that made him great, that focused, singular attitude. Uh, it's my way, and that's how I got here. So as long as you as long as long you know that, as long as you know that, you know, he's going to rub some, some uh, players the wrong way. I mean, here's the classic Russell Westbrook story that I tell. Um, this is from the early days. This would have been 14 or 15, uh, maybe 13 I can't remember but anyway Reggie Jackson was a young player the backup point guard at the Thunder and a very good player for a young guy 
and um, we were in the uh, locker room after a game, and uh, Darnell Mayberry, who covers now the covers the Bulls for the Athletic, yeah, was our thun- was our Thunder beat writer in those days. Darnell's on deadline. We're sitting around waiting on Russell Westbrook because he, you know, he, you get to talk to him about hour and a half after the game. He takes so long. <laughs> so the Thunder had a couple of open chairs in the locker room, chairs in front of empty lockers. Darnell sits in one and and is finishing up his story. And Westbrook's sitting there finishing, getting dressed. And he looks across the room and yells, hey, Darnell. No sitting in that chair. So Darnell Mayberry gets up and sits down in the corner. Reggie Jackson, a first or second year player, takes his chair and rolls it over to Darnell Mayberry and says, sit in my chair, Darnell. And I've often thought of that, what it took for, for Reggie Jackson to fly completely in the face of Russell Westbrook. A year or two later, we realized that the two of them didn't get along, um, facilitated a a trade out of Oklahoma City for Jackson. But um, I just – that was very revealing to me that here's a a superstar and here's a young guy just willing to buck him just because he's had enough of of the constant mess or the constant uh, personality overbearingness that Russell Westbrook brings to a place. Six weeks, maybe he wouldn't be that kind of uh, long-lasting impact. But you've got to know that's sort of what you're signing up for. We'll, we'll let you go, Barry. Just curious, Billy Donovan, you know, quickly, can you rate him as a coach? People are starting to kind of lose faith in him. The bloom's off the rose a little. I thought he did a very good job in Oklahoma City. Um, the Thunder never exploded. I would say, in terms of success. But like the 16 team, um, he did a great job bringing that team uh, through the season and having it cresting at the end of the year. By the end of the that's the year the Warriors won 73 games, and the Thunder was just as good as the Warriors at the end of the year. And that's the game six, Clay Thompson, you know, Warriors go on to beat the Thunder. But I thought he did an excellent job, and he did a fine job. Uh, the next year with Russell by himself won the MVP and they they were five seed I think it was five seed in the West and and he did a, a good job when Paul George two years when they were very competitive um, but he just never really produced what I would call a a, a special uh, season despite pretty good talent by pretty good I mean excellent talent and in Chicago. Again, I'm an outsider. It clearly doesn't seem to be working. I like Billy. Um, I think he's very good tactically, and I think he's hands-off with personalities. If that's what you want, then that's good. If that's not what you want, then that's bad. But that's just my uh, that's my uh, take. He's I think he's he's very good with with high talent, but I don't know that that team building or or long term Culture building is his forte. Thanks, Barry. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Barry. Hey, see you guys. That's Barry Trammell from Oklahoma City. Love it. Good stuff on Michael or Russell Westbrook. Not Michael Westbrook. He's a receiver for the <laughs> former Washington football team. We got Chris Chelios, Dax Mully, and Hall on the score. 
Chris Chelios. Up the boards to Chelios with room. He shoots. Score! Bet MGM ambassador. Nice play by Chris Chelios. Hockey Hall of Famer. Chris Chelios is not human. I'm convinced of it. Not only will he go in the Hall of Fame, I think he should go in the Smithsonian. Blackhawks legend. Chelios will add defense, but he'll also add offense to the Hawks. Steve Smith ahead to Murphy. Nichols at the line. Chelios moving in. Chelios scores! Chris Chelios has won it for Chicago. Three-time Stanley Cup champion. What a competitor Chris Chelios has been over the years. Every place he's ever been. Chris Chelios with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Always a joy to talk to Chris Chelios. He joins us now on the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Chris, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. You know, I just got back from Montreal. I spent the weekend in Montreal, and I had a fantastic time. It's a great town. And I was thinking about you because the uh, the, the Canadians played on Saturday and Sunday, and I was in this Marriott Hotel near the Bell Center. It was overrun with people. I mean, it was an unbelievable atmosphere just being there when they were playing, let alone going to the game. I couldn't get tickets for the game, which was a drag, but – I got to tell you, the coverage, the whole, like, the, everything about it, I, it made me wonder, how, is that the best NHL city? I mean, is Toronto a better NHL city? Is Chicago a better NHL city? And, and I know it's home to, to you, but I'm curious, it, it's such a different vibe in Canada. Yeah, one thing about, you know, Montreal, especially because the French are so passionate. And by the way, if you need a ticket, you know, you know somebody that played for Montreal. But anyway, uh, yeah, good to know about the French. Yeah, there's something about the French and obviously the history and the tradition of the French Canadians in Montreal. But uh, those major cities, you got Vancouver, Toronto, uh, Montreal, even Quebec City, because it's such a beautiful place. Um, they're all great places to watch hockey games. And, uh, you know, nobody wants to play in Edmonton or Calgary, regardless of, you know, <laughs> it's, it's quite honestly. But, you, you know, both both of those cities, you've got Banff and Whistler, you know, pretty close by, too. So that's that's the other thing you have going. But, um, yeah, it, it's there's I, I was lucky to be able to break into that. And, you know, with the States, it kind of goes like when the team's hot, you know, fans will support it. But, you know, as far as Chicago, right. New York, you know the, the the major cities they 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 do a good job, but it's there's nothing like Canada. All right, Chelly. So Patrick Kane rumors this week: Maple Leafs, possibly Dallas Stars, possibly. We know he's upset about not getting traded to the Rangers. He voiced that displeasure, which was a surprise. Here's what I want to know: Will he be which which team will he be representing Sunday when the Hawks play the Leafs at the United Center, <laughs> Toronto or Chicago? Oh boy! Well, like you said, that you know his comments after Panarin, or actually, I'm sorry, after the the kid from uh, St. Louis went to, uh, to the Rangers, he was yeah Tarasenko. I'm sorry, but yeah, obviously he's disappointed. He really wanted to you know team up with Panarin again, and I you know it sounded like he he thought that deal was done, but uh, you know went out of the hip rumors. I I don't know what it it, it boiled down to. There, there, you're right. You know, Matthews was trying to, to talk him into maybe coming there earlier in the year. Uh, Dallas might be a fit still. That you know, if Kaner's going to go somewhere, it's going to be somewhere where he's going to win, right? That we got he has an opportunity to win. 
And with that cap hit, it, you know, it narrows it down a lot with, with some of those teams because they just don't have the room. But if they do that three-way deal, you know, someone's willing to eat some money, you know. But it, the fact that he even was, you know, he was vocal in saying that he was disappointed about the Ranger thing, it, it, he does, he's looking for options for sure. As I said, I was in Montreal, and I'm watching Kirby Doc, right? And it's, you know, yeah. you're talking to people about what he's done and I said to David this morning, like, the guy's 22 years old. If you're in a rebuild, how is he not part of it? And I know they got a, a first and a third or something for him, but it, it just seems crazy to have given him up. I don't know. Yeah, but when the, the coach, Jeremy Colt, was a coach, you really had, you know, you could tell he wasn't happy with him. Um, mm. And now he's in a situation with a coach that likes him. He's getting all the opportunity on that top line. And it makes a big difference, especially, like you said, he's a 22-year-old kid uh, and uh, on a struggling Blackhawks team. And it, I don't think it was fair that, you know, uh, to give up on him that early. But, you know, he's doing well now. And I, I felt the same you know, about to brink it and, you know, haggle. But, you know, if you're going to rebuild, you know, and you're all in, that's that's the plan, obviously. So they're going to try and get all those picks that they can and, and go from there. How much fun was it watching the Super Bowl, Shelly? What'd you do? You know what? I was actually in Quebec, in Quebec City for the Quebec Pee Wee Major Tournament. Um, and it was great because the carnival, that big festival was going on, the winter festival, and watched it with, you know, a few Americans because their teams up there were a lot of American teams. So just, just it's not the same as watching it in the U.S. or actually going to the game. But it was a great game. You know, Mahomes, obviously, mistake-free game, ended up, you know, winning it just because of a couple errors by Eagles. But, you know, that, that's who I wanted. I don't know if I picked it with you guys, but that was the team I picked. That's great. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate the time as always. Thanks, Chelly. All right, you guys. Thank you. That's Chris Chelios, Bet MGM ambassador. Always fun to talk to. Always him. fun, and he's right about Montreal. And now we know. Next time? Oh, boy. Next time we know who to call for tickets. Boy, you know. I'm, I mean, you want to talk I, about a guy who's going to regret saying that. I know, because I might go to Montreal just to go to a Canadiens game, so just to use Chelly's tickets. Let's do it. Let's, Let's go do it. next Let's weekend. Go. I'm in. <laughs> Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6 7 to the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.